parenting, it's the hardest job we'll ever do. Most of us are tired, stressed, and counting the minutes until bedtime. But what if raising kids could feel just a little lighter? I'm Dr. Hillary, a licensed psychologist and mama of three, and you're listening to the Raised Resilient Podcast, where each week we tackle tough parenting topics, and I help decode behavior and empower you with tools and strategies so that even the hardest moments make more sense. Because parenting is hard, no matter how you do it. But I can help you go from barely surviving to parenting in a way that feels good for you and your child. So warm up your coffee and grab your earbuds. It's time to raise resilient kids. Hey friends, welcome back. I am so glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. In today's episode, I want to do a deep dive on making sense of our kids' quote unquote clingy behaviors, right? Times when our kids need us a little bit more than usual. Times when they maybe don't want to be put down, when they're struggling to sleep independently or to play independently, or just in general needing us a little bit more, needing more from us at bedtime, needing more from us in terms of holding space for feelings or helping with setting boundaries and managing behaviors. All kids go through these phases, but I thought it might be helpful to talk about why why it's hard, and what we can do. What do our kids really need from us in these moments? So let's talk about why these behaviors happen. So our kids need to feel safe. That is one of the major things that our kids need from us in the attachment relationship. You are both the safe base from which your child goes out into the world and explores, and for your baby and toddler that might just be around the room. And as your child gets older, that exploration gets even bigger, going to friends' houses, going to school, driving off and spending time with friends outside of your home, right? As your child grows, that exploration looks different, but every child from birth is exploring the world around them. Our newborns are literally just looking around the room and that is exploring. And when they come back to your gaze, that's their safe haven. So all kids need to be doing this exploration, going out and checking things out and coming back and making sure that you are still there and that they have that safe haven to return to when they need to. Circle of Security Parenting talks about this as literally the circle, right? The circle, imagine a circle and your child goes in a circle away from you and back to you and away from you and back to you. So when our kids seem to be coming in to be near us, coming into that safe haven more frequently. Usually that's because they don't feel as safe out in the world as they typically do. And again, for our babies and toddlers, out in the world means across the room from you, or maybe even not touching you is out in the world, right? When our kids are needing us more, this is usually because maybe they're sick, they're teething, they're going through something stressful, they are going through a developmental leap, meaning the way that they see the world is changing because their brain is getting sort of an upgrade, right? If you are used to things being a certain way, and then all of a sudden you start to have this leap in your developmental abilities and you start to see the world differently and have all of this new perspective, that's awesome, but it can also be really unsettling. It can feel really unsettling and unsafe and scary 
to be out in the world without your parent when all of this is happening. Your familiar world might suddenly feel less familiar, and that can be so hard. And this can be, again, in babyhood, in toddlerhood, or for our older kids when they're going through something stressful. They're going through a transition, going back to school, ending the school year. Actually, ending the school year was a tough transition for us this year because my second grader had, is now he's a third grader, my third grader now had such an amazing year in second grade. He had this wonderful group of friends. He had a wonderful teacher, and he was really sad about school ending, even though he was glad to be on break for summer. There was a lot of neediness during that transition, right? So sometimes it's because your child has gotten a new sibling or they're going through a stressful thing with their friends. I remember even being a teenager when I went through a particularly stressful period, I wanted to be with my mom a lot. I wanted to go do mundane things like go to Walmart with her, which I would have never normally wanted to do. That's normal for when your child is going through something stressful, no matter their age. Okay. So these behaviors happen, these, this neediness, this, what we tend to call clinginess, which I don't love that term because it has a negative connotation. And yes, these moments where our kids need us constantly can be frustrating. It can be hard to get anything done. But I think when we think of it in a negative way, like something our child is doing to us, it can be so much harder to show up in a way that's helpful, right? If we feel like our child is manipulating us or never letting us get a second to get something done or just constantly frustrating us with their constant crying or needing us, that can feel really hard. And it can make it hard for us to then make space for their needs because our needs aren't getting met. I think it's really important to acknowledge that during these phases where our kids need us more intensely, our needs don't get met as much. And that is hard because I think a healthy parent-child relationship is one in which both sets of needs are getting met. Right. And so when our needs aren't getting met because our child is needing to be near us all the time, it's legitimately hard. So I want you to just validate that for yourself and recognize this is challenging, but also trying to hold space for our child's experience and not pathologize something that isn't really a problem. It's just part of normal development. Right. So I think it's just really important. We'll, we can say the word clingy, right? It's just it has a negative connotation and it's important to remember that this is happening for a reason and the reason isn't something wrong with your child or something wrong with you. Okay. So when our kids are going through these periods where they need us more, we can start to feel, like I said, frustrated, antsy, like we're not getting our needs met. And that's probably the hardest part about this. But again, when we know why this is happening, when we have the perspective to understand that our child is just needing their safe haven a little more than usual, it's easier to show up as a confident leader in that moment. Toward that end, perspective in parenting is everything. The way we see our kids, the way we see ourselves in these hard moments can mean the difference between a situation that feels totally overwhelming and frustrating And a situation that, while challenging, is something we can navigate and we can feel confident about. If this is something you want more of, this perspective shift in parenting to help you feel more confident and like you've got this, even when things are falling apart around you, you need my free guide. It's called Six Mindset Shifts to Ditch the Overwhelm and Parent in a Way that Feels Good. And you can get your copy for free at raiseresilient.com forward slash mindset.
But back to the topic at hand here, I think it's really important just to have that perspective. So when our kids are going through these phases, it's important to remember the reason is that they just need that safety net. They need to feel that sense of safety and being out in the world right now because they're sick, because they're developing and getting a brain upgrade, because their life is stressful, because, 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 right? These are all the reasons we just talked about. When this is happening, because of those things, they need to feel safe. And so when our kids want to be near us all the time, that is actually super adaptive. They are getting their needs met, which is wonderful, right? That's what we want them to do. And hopefully they will be able to do this in other relationships as they grow. So let's say that your child grows up and chooses a a partner, right? And they have a really bad day. We want our kids to be able to seek safety in relationships that feel safe to them when they need it. Obviously, we also want our kids to be able to handle their problems on their own when they need to. And ideally, that is exactly what we're building as we build a secure attachment relationship with our kids, right? We are building both the ability to handle some problems on their own and also the ability to seek support and safety when they need it. So it's actually really adaptive and wonderful that your child is coming to you in these moments where they don't feel safe. We went through this recently. About a month ago, my daughter had pneumonia and she was just, she just didn't feel good for weeks. And then on top of that, she was getting like, I swear she was getting like 16 teeth. I mean, maybe not literally, but she was getting four molars plus her canine. So at least six teeth at once. And it was intense. She was in pain and she didn't feel good. And she was tired and she was a little more grumpy and she just wanted to be held, which was challenging for me because I was trying to do all the things. I was trying to see clients. I was trying to make dinner. I was trying to get my own needs met, right? By having her play independently so that I could maybe fold laundry or take a minute to myself. And none of that was happening. And so I think again, It's really important to acknowledge that this is also really hard for us as parents. I think it's important to remember it will pass. These periods of time where our kids need us more, they are not forever. They always eventually pass, okay? So to the extent that you can lean in and just meet those needs, let go of whatever doesn't have to get done. Can you order takeout tonight? Can your partner take on more of this? Can your partner be with your child so that you can get some time to yourself? Can you ask for help from someone else outside of your household, right? And maybe that help isn't with your child because maybe your child does just want you, but maybe that help is in the form of having someone come over and fold laundry or play with another child or whatever, right? But asking for help, not being afraid to ask for help because these seasons where our kids are needing us more are really legitimately challenging. So what can we outsource? What can we offload? Where can we ask for support, right? And then also leaning in in the sense that maybe your child, especially for our babies and toddlers, maybe your child just needs more physical contact with you, right? Remember that babies spend nine months literally being one with you. And if you're not the birth parent, they spent nine months literally being one with another human being. And so now you 
are the one building that secure attachment relationship. And so being physically close can be so comforting for kids. So what I did when my daughter was sick and needing me constantly, I wore her a lot. And I don't normally wear her all day anymore. She's into everything and climbing and running and doing all the things. And she doesn't want to be held most of the time. But during those few weeks, that's all she wanted. So I wore her on my back while I put away laundry, while I mowed the lawn, while I cooked dinner, right? I just held her in a way that was comfortable for me and let me get some things done. There were other times that I let her sit in the stroller while I would just walk around so that I could get some exercise, but she was still right there with me, right? And she was comfortable in getting to look around versus trying to play on her own when she just didn't feel like doing that, when that didn't really feel safe for her. Another example, my kids have all gone through phases where they just needed more at bedtime. Think about this. Bedtime is the longest separation that our kids have from us if they are sleeping independently, right? We say goodnight and they are in their room for 10 to 12 hours. And yes, at least in our household, and I think it's a good thing to do if your child calls out for you in the middle of the night to respond, we want our kids to know that they can always reach us if they need us. But if your child, even if they're calling out for you, they're in their room by themselves for a long stretch of time. That would never happen during the day. And it's dark and it's nighttime. And it's a time when kids can tend to feel less safe. And that is the crux of why kids have a hard time with bedtime. So the answer here is helping kids feel really, really safe. When we can help our kids feel really, really safe in these moments, at bedtime, then they will be more able to go to sleep and let us separate, right? So when my kids have gone through phases where they just needed a little bit more at bedtime, I tried to provide that, right? Maybe I would sit and rub their backs for a minute or read an extra story. Or on very rare occasions, I would just lay on their floor till they fell asleep. That's not something in our house that we wanted to get in the habit of doing all the time. So we try to use it sparingly. But there were nights where that was really important. My oldest, the night before kindergarten, slept in our bed. And he hadn't slept in our bed since he was a year and a half. But he slept in our bed the night before kindergarten because that's what he needed. He needed that closeness. So just finding ways that you can lean in, right? Sometimes my partner would take his Kindle and just read on our kid's floor until they fell asleep or would read on our kid's floor for five minutes while they settled into bed and got sleepy. Finding ways to lean in that work for you and help your child's needs get met. Again, remember, this is all about feeling safe. So how can you help your child feel safe and secure? You might say things to your child like, you know, it feels really hard to be away from me right now. I really get that. You feel like you just want to be close to me and I want to be close to you too. I totally understand. If you want to play right here, I'm going to cook dinner right here and you can play right next to me, right? Or if you're putting your child to bed, you know, it feels really hard to go to sleep by yourself right now, doesn't it? I really understand that. How about I come check on you every five minutes? That's another tool that's been incredibly helpful for us. And I will talk so much more about sleep and bedtime because there is so much to say about it. 
but the checking every five minutes has been so helpful because my kids have felt safe enough to lay there in their rooms by themselves and trusting that we would then come back at five minute intervals. And usually after two or three checks, they would be asleep because they could trust that we would be coming in and checking and they didn't need to worry about when am I going to see my mom again? Will I be able to fall asleep? What if I need my mom or dad, right? That we were just coming in at predictable intervals and they knew that that was going to happen. So that's one way that we made it work for us when our kids have needed us more at bedtime in particular. So I think it's just really, really important to recognize that this is about safety. This is about a real need. This is not pushing buttons. It's not manipulative. It's not meant to tire you out or frustrate you. And when we can see it like that, I think it's so much easier to respond in a way that is helpful. The other really important piece here is just remembering that this is not your new normal, okay? Because I think a lot of times it can feel like that, okay? My child used to be an independent sleeper. My child used to play by themselves for hours at a time, but now that's, I guess that's just gone. No, it's not gone. This is a phase. This will pass and your child will play independently or sleep independently again. I promise. It's not your new normal. Just saying that to yourself can be really helpful. This too shall pass. This is a phase. This is for now, not for forever. These mantras can be really helpful in these moments right? So this is a shorter episode. I know normally we would have a little bit more to say, but I just wanted to put this out there because I think it is so, so important because we go through these phases with our kids all the time and it can be so challenging. I hear this from parents a lot. And I just was thinking about this constantly when I was going through this with my toddler, I was just feeling for all of you who are probably also going through something similar or have gone through something similar with your child. It can be really challenging. So I thought it would be helpful just to unpack why it happens and help you shift your perspective around what your child really needs and what you can do for yourself to get your needs met too, because your needs still matter, even when your child is having more needs than usual. Okay. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next week. I so appreciate you listening and being here. It really means the world to me. And if you are enjoying this podcast, leave a review and share with someone who could use this message. I really and truly believe that this is how we change the world. We spread the word about raising resilient kids, about being cycle breakers. So share this podcast, leave a review, and let's spread the word about raising resilient kids. Until next time, we've got this.